Hey everyone, I'm Brian Conley of Hunters HD Gold, and you're listening to Season 2 of Hunters HD Gold Behind the Lens. This podcast takes a deep dive into what it takes to be a match director, manufacturer, sponsored shooter, or just an everyday shooter trying to win his or her first major. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Hunters HD Gold Behind the Lens. Welcome back to another episode of Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens. Today I'm sitting down with a guy who signed with um, MPA not too long ago by the name of Travis Tomasi. How you doing, brother? I'm really good, thank you. Really well, man, good. Man, you've been with um, some a lot of people in the past. you got a lot of stuff now with MPA. We'll get Masterpiece Arms, which we'll get into that in a little bit. But, Absolutely. You know, when did, you know, when did you even start shooting? Yeah, so uh, I started, it's funny because I wasn't really like plinking or anything. I went straight in to USPSA IPSC. Okay. Immediately. And it w- I would say like 95 was my first year. Okay, how old were you? Gosh, maybe like early 20s. Okay. Yeah. So, so you came he, in You came in late to the game based on at, some of these kids. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like a late bloomer, right? <laughs> right Compared right. to some of these guys. Right. And yeah. And, and my dad was shooting. Okay. He, he was shooting IPSC like in the 80s. So your dad was doing this back in the day. Yeah. What got him started in that? Do you remember? I believe it was just the desire to be more proficient with a handgun. He started carrying. Right. And, um, you know, this is back when it was 45s and leather holster, single stacks and all that. Right. And he was, I remember he'd bring home the American Handgunner magazine and okay. we'd look at that. You see like Rob Latham in there and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, so he started shooting matches. I had no interest at the time. Right. I was uh, really big into soccer. Okay, so that's what you did through high school? It is, yep. Okay. Yep. Really from uh, probably like five on through college. Right. From, did you do any yeah. other sports or just soccer only? Just soccer. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I ran track for, for one year. Okay. Yeah, 100-meter sprint. And and that was like, um, gosh, like my freshman year. Okay. And then went straight back to soccer where I belonged. What, the, was a coach just identify you as being fast on the soccer field or something? What did he it look did. Like? He okay. did. Yep. And he was like, why don't you just come out? And it was, we had the junior high and then the high school system. So mm-hmm. what was junior high? I don't remember the specific yeah, grades. Eight, eight ninth. Nine. Yeah, ninth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And instead of like, um, uh, I was in a select league, a premier one select league. So I was pretty high level at that point. In soccer. Yes, okay. exactly. So the okay. high school guy, you know, high school coach was like, why don't you come up? We can get you on varsity and start playing this year. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try track. I just wanted to try something different. Okay. Um, you know, being more of an individual sport like shooting is. Right. Uh, so that was, it was pretty cool. Uh, it was a fun, but I was right back on soccer where my passion was. What position did you play in soccer? I did uh, a lot of center midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also a crazy thing, Brian. So when I was five, my first year, it was supposed to be my first year. Right. Um, I was playing Frisbee in the neighborhood with some older kids. Okay. Went up to catch the Frisbee and the dude just knocked me down and it broke my leg. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. You, it was my left leg. You could hear it crack. At five. The, at five. Oh yes. That's okay. Which Continue. is, and my story here is that it converted me to being Ambie. So I was right footed, right handed. Okay. But when I got that, you know, the whole summer I had that cast the entire length of my leg. Soon as I got it off, I started kicking solely with my left foot every day until past dark for your therapy. Yes. And, and I feel I, a coach told me, it's like, you're going to have to train that left leg. It's been, mm-hmm. you know, in a cast so long. Right. And um, what happened is I went from being right footed to left footed. Like that was my my control and my power side. Okay. Um, so, uh, gosh, where was I going with that? <laughs> talking about, you know, where you played, you know, five years old when you broke your leg. Yes. And everything, okay. So. Exactly. So it's, um, 
where I went with that. So it was sort of a unique to be left footed. Right. Um, so it was able to, I was typically utilized on the left side if I was going to play like, um, you know, left back or, right. or, or uh, left forward sometimes. So but, people would basically watch you on the soccer field at a certain age and thinking you're a righty. Then all yes. of a sudden surprise them by being left. Exactly. Okay. Yes. I see the strategic there. So yeah. It was the strategy there was kind of like there, you kind of had the, you know, unknown when you got yeah. on the soccer field. So that That's was kind of right. cool. That was pretty cool. Do you ever yeah. think about goalie? Ah oh, man, I played like I played it like was a mandatory position back when I was younger. Right. And I, did, I just didn't. <laughs> I'm just, just curious. Yeah, no, that is a really good question. It's almost like they're a different. They're a real different kind of cat, you know. Oh yeah, I met are, a couple of goalies. They're yeah. um, they're very aggressive. They are very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> you a, nailed that. That's a good way to put that. Yeah, very well said. That's perfect. So, did yeah. you ever, you know, go back to your dad real quick? Did you ever go to a lot of matches with your dad back in the day? I maybe went to one or two just to watch. What state were you in back then? We were in Washington State. Okay, so this yeah. is where you were born in Washington. Exactly, Tacoma, Washington. See, yeah. it's funny because soccer's huge. On that, on the coast out there, yes, and in the southeast during this time, it was, it was just baseball, baseball and yeah. football. That's all anybody cared about. So oh, soccer yeah. didn't really make a big impact here until you know mid two thousands. This seems, wow. I know. Yes, yep. it's interesting the way that worked, huh? Yeah, it just one of you know. I just don't hate. We didn't, we didn't have soccer at our high school at all when I was growing up. Really? And I was growing back in the eighties. I was going to school in wow. the eighties. I graduated eighty nine. We didn't we didn't have soccer. No, there was no kidding. there was no nothing like that at all at high school. You know, it wasn't, a, you know, nothing like that. So huh. when I hear people talk about soccer, you know, I remember when my son started playing when he was young, but it was like, yeah. that's in those 2002 time frame. Wow. And it's one of those things where I started getting big in the Southeast. So, and that may huh. be just the, I won't say the entire Southeast, just Alabama kind of thing. So, oh, okay, sure. So in Washington, you're going with your dad, yeah. you went to, and did, were you, did you, what age were you when you started going with your dad? Shoot. That was like, I saw some Ipsic match. I call them Ipsic, but okay. it was probably USPSA back then, but right. very early version. Mm -hmm. um, I went to, I remember going to one, uh, you know, like late, uh, mid to late 80s with him. Okay. And I'll tell you, this, the courses of fire uh, were so different back then. Mm -hmm. The equipment, it wasn't like what you see now where where it's, you go out and you see these matches now. It's like, wow, there's like Formula One with guns. Right. Uh, all the, you know, the cool, the cool stages, the cool guns and the colors. And it was very, um, stoic or very, it was, it was just a different level. Right. It didn't immediately attract me that much. Okay. And also I was so singularly focused on soccer at that time. Right. Um, but I could see, I could see that it was, it would be good to do from right. a, a level of proficiency. Right. Um, to build your, especially if you're going to rely on a handgun for, uh, defense makes sense yes so in college you were you there on a scholarship playing soccer i wasn't on a scholarship unfortunately okay. Um, okay. i was still playing good i um you know i was a uh, captain of the team oh wow so i was i was playing well it was about that time that i became <laughs> i started becoming frustrated with the fact that the rest of the team maybe not be applying as much effort as i was the word frustrated just came out of your mouth yes <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people may not see you get frustrated yes because you know because your personality explain what frustration for that looks like for you for that what it looked like for me was basically running the length of the field trying to almost play defense and offense to prove yourself to prove myself and to do everything could to win when i felt the other guys weren't driving as hard okay 
And, and I mentioned that because that was sort of the impetus to go look back for an individual sport. Yes. And with my dad being so evolved in USPSA Mm -hmm. and he's like, Hey, why don't you come do a match with me? Right. And, uh, you know, you can borrow my, I think it was, I actually had a Glock 17 at that point. Right. And, um, I was like, okay, let's do this. So when you talk to your dad about what's going on and it's a teen sport, but you realize there's actually politics in a teen sport, even at that age and even in college, um, what does he does does he understand what you're going through at that point, or is this something different for him to under, hear you having that problem? It's a great question. He did understand because he played football coming up. Okay, and then he went into motorcycle racing. Okay, which that's is an individual again. Individual, yep, very, yep. Uh, yep, sort of analogous to the shooting thing. You're on your own out there, right? You're racing. Um, so he definitely he understood. He totally got it. Yeah, and he was so supportive. And I think, uh, you know, I shot one match with a, with a Glock and didn't do so well, but I had a mm-hmm. great time. Right. And he had this, uh, para, a 38 super open gun. Okay. All you had back then was like open and limited. Right. And, oh, right. As soon as I shot that. All right. Completely hooked. Do you, you know, let me pause you for a second. Yeah. Cause that's a great question. You know, when we say back then, I've heard more than one say, person say that before and I've never ever followed up question, but I want to follow up with you. Do you see where the shooting sports at some point should get back simpler divisions like that and just have it standard or open? Would that be, you know, do, do you see an advantage or disadvantage of that? Or is it just trying to fit everybody in? Because you, yeah. you've been involved with so much. So much. With different re- manufacturers and everything else. So you get the side when you see production. You get it when it yes. says this. But to have just basic divisions again, how do you feel about that? I'll tell you, I, I enjoyed it back then. Right. Uh, purely from a uh, participant standpoint. Okay. And, and, and I, I like the fact that when I went to open nationals, mm-hmm. everybody was there. Okay. Everybody, uh, everybody was shooting the same gun. Right. Then, so we'd go to open, then we go to limited. Mm-hmm. And again, and when you would be top five, top three or win that match, mm-hmm. like you, you know, you want, you, you were you going against the best. Yes, exactly. No matter what. Yes. Every time. Exactly. And so from that standpoint, and not really being in the industry at that mm-hmm. point or understanding other logistics, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I really liked it. Because you're putting yourself against the best no matter what. Yes. You got two choices. That's right. Okay. You got two choices. And then. It funneled everybody together to get a true champion. It did. It so did. there's not like six different national champions and it dilutes the water. That's right. So if you go to a manufacturer saying, I'm a champion at this blank, blank, blankety, blank, blank, I'm like going, all right, well, I just had six other people come to me saying the same thing. It's just, what's different? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you bring somebody new into yeah. it, especially with the vendors or know. sponsors, I didn't they know. don't know, right? It's, yeah. it's, Especially now, when you start about talking about steel challenge and then USPSA. Oh, yes. Then there's all, all kinds of world champions. <sighs> Yes, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. And three gun and yeah. so it's so much more uh, it, it, diverse it, it, now. It makes it where it's not this this is so bad because I respect every person who's ever won a world championship when there's yeah. 16 divisions, but my thing is is it almost dilutes it like that to a manufacturer that doesn't know any better. He do, no, they don't. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. You know, cuz when you go to other sports, you know, no matter what it is, if you say you're the national championship, you know, like in college football, we know who the national yes, champion is. And there's right. a lot Good of point. division 118s, but we know who the national champion is, Good point. no matter who it is. 
So, no, I get that. So, just wanted to bear off that. I, I pause a lot yeah. and go to different subjects. But no, that's, that was a great way to put that. It's a great question. So. I will say, though, as I as I worked more in the industry and mm-hmm. saw other sides and then uh, grow older, mm-hmm. I do I do see a need for the other divisions. Right. I do. Okay. So, Good deal. Yep. So, but it's it, cool to experience But, it, but it still but. makes sense to, you know, what it does to be a, going against everybody. Yes. So, that makes sense. Absolutely. I like that. Good, good answer. Um. Yeah. So you go to your first match. Yeah. You didn't do that well. No. But you had a light bulb go off. I had a light bulb go off a little bit that first time. Okay. I was like, um, this is my my home defense gun. Okay. Um, and so I like the fact that, hey, you're getting to shoot it, uh, getting a little bit better with it, a little more comfortable with it. Uh, but then I got that race gun. And that was the second match. That was the total epiphany or the light bulb went off. Right? And I was like. Oh, wow. And that was is... a Para 38 Super. Yes. Okay. So, you know, a dot. Okay. Um, a comp. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty uh, vintage at this, you know, compared to what we have now. Right. But still, it gave me a taste of that dot. And it just, I was, I went from that day to Grandmaster in nine months. Wow. So it was a complete, now, you know, I mean, it was all I did besides right. working. I was going to work in college. Still. What kind of work did you do in college? So I had uh, deta- auto detailer. Auto detail. Okay. Yes. Um, I had my own business. Wow. Yeah. So it did was, you actually yeah. go to them or they brought it to you indoors kind of thing? They would either bring it to, to me mm-hmm. or I'd go pick it up. Wow. Yeah. I'd pick up and deliver. I needed to have it in my spot. Uh, my specialty was the paint correction. and Okay. And, but I would do the complete. I would do the motor the interior, uh, okay. everything. And it was, we're still in Washington, correct? Still in Washington. Okay. Yep. Actually, okay. uh, a lot of my clientele was Microsoft cause I was about five miles from the campus. There. Well, that worked out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Did you ever meet anybody from Microsoft higher up? They were higher. Uh, they were higher up guys, you know, uh, and I, I don't, I, I hate to say it. I don't remember their names. That's fine. But they would have me do their, and it was kind of crazy because you pick up and deliver like they're, they do like their 911. Right. And then take it back there and it'd be raining on the way back. And right. I'm like, oh, I spent all day on this. It was perfect. <laughs> and they would they'd go. But it always rains in Washington. It always does. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Hunter's AC Gold is so popular out there. <laughs> yes, it's perfect. Ruby's not working in Washington. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so it's perfect for that. Yeah. Did you ever, um, what's the most expensive car that you think you've ever detailed? A uh, Ferrari F40. Oh, you knew it right yes, offhand. Absolutely. It is one of my favorites. Did you get to drive it? Uh, just around the parking lot. <laughs> did, did you go around the parking lot a lot? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> just to start and hear the cold start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so you're, you're, yeah. you're supporting yourself yes. at this point. Yeah. And you became a grandmaster in nine months. Yes. So no sponsors yet, no nothing. You're just nope. out there running it and, and, and having fun. Do you, yes. start, do you start traveling yet or just stay in your area? I was starting to travel. Okay. Um, I would go. Initially, I was traveling to. So I'm in Washington, the right. Seattle area. I right. go to uh, Oregon. Okay. And this is really like in the first year that I was shooting. I started to get uh, getting uh, demand for classes. And how old are we then? Gosh, I think. I got to figure that 21, 22. Okay. So, okay. Still in your twenties. Yes. 20 still, nothing year old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. it. Yep. Got exactly. It. And, uh, so I would, I would, I started traveling to Oregon to do classes. Okay. And, um, you took classes with somebody else training. I never took one myself. Okay. But, um, uh, be, I came up pretty quickly and I was one of the few, like back then grandmasters in that area. Oh, you were teaching class. Yes. Like, oh, within the first year at 22 years old, 23, yes. whatever it was, yeah. low twenties, low twenties. And you've got 
people a lot older than you come to these classes, right? Oh, yes. A lot older. Yeah. Okay. Did, did you go to college for, for teaching or, or public speaking or what was that, that just... Just I went in there for business, but I didn't. I was an introvert. Like when I was in high school, it was hard for me to ask a girl out. I mean, I so speaking and things like that. Right. uh, (laughs) But for some reason, now here's what's crazy. I remember my first class because I. That's where I was was getting ready to ask you. Yes. Tell me about it. So so yeah, it's in Oregon. There's 12 guys signed up, and I haven't done this yet. And you charged them money. Yes. Charge the money. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a great question. I'm just throwing it out because there. Because that changes it. Because you're at 21, you're 22, 23, doesn't matter. That's L- right. Low 20s. Yes. And you're charging money yes. to adults that have been doing this longer. Well, and they want to be a grandmaster like you. It's exactly it. Continue. That's exactly it. And it's so funny because looking back, you'd be like, well, you're going to be nervous and, you know, being in front of group. I was so, I was like, so into this game mm-hmm. and such a student of the game and so... It was like I couldn't wait to get down there to start sharing these discovery discoveries that I'd made with these with these guys. And I, okay. the fact that they were interested in learning from me, I was so like pumped about this. Right. I I <laughs> it was as cool as shooting a match, if not more for me at that moment. Wow. And as soon as I started, I was like, oh, man, I love this. This is a this is really enjoyable. What did your mom and dad think about that? You know, that's a really good question because. Uh, were you still were you, I, were you living at home then still or I, you just I think moved I out? was still at home. OK, yeah, I didn't quite moved out because I'm yet, sure they which, had to go. You're going to do one. Yeah, Do you remember the conversation before or afterwards? I don't. Wow. I, don't, I think maybe because I was I, I was, uh, again, being one of the only grandmasters and right. winning pretty much everything up there. Right. Um. They maybe thought of it. Well, this is a natural that these guys want to learn from him. Okay, maybe that's what they thought. Man, I would like to know. I'm just curious, you know, because yeah. you know most 20 year olds that we see out here today, their mom yeah. and their dad still driving them to a match. That's <laughs> because, true huh? because they're the sponsors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you were doing this on your own, so just yeah. to pack up, say, hey, I'm going to Oregon for how long was your class? It was a two day class. So I'm going to Oregon for three yeah. nights. Yes, and um, I got it. You know. Back then, you could probably get a hotel. Now you got to be like twenty five years old for you can get a hotel now because Whoa. kids have screwed up so many things. I didn't even think about some hotel, that. Some hotels you can't do unless you're a certain age now. Wow, so, yeah. that's crazy. But but so you're going huh. there and like right, I'll, I'll just be back in three or four days. Have yeah, fun, guys. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Be, I mean, as a parent myself, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what I'd say. I like that. See, you've got the parent perspective. I like that. And yeah. I haven't, I haven't been there yet. So it's, I never it's even not worth that. it. Don't try no? it. Okay. It's, don't just take your time. I was one, I was one and done, man. And yeah. he's, he's 20 nothing years old now. Awesome. And it's like, no, just don't even worry about it. Well just, done. just get a dog, cat, you know, yeah. another dog. It doesn't matter. Just, I'm just kidding. If you I have kids have them just it's not my forte i hear you <laughs> same here i love my son to death but yeah it ain't worth it <laughs> I like it. there's a whole I other there's a whole other podcast about that experience but yeah he, but so you weren't dating anybody at the time no so nope. you had all the freedom to go all the freedom yep and you you know you're there did you was it indoor and outdoor of course so you had yes. to find a gun range to go to yeah yep so they, they, luckily they arranged all that. Okay. Yeah. They had a, a USPSA club there. Right. And, um, had, uh, really, really eager to learn gentlemen in the class. And right. Yeah. It was really cool. I don't even think we fit a match in with it. It was just teaching. And then I headed back to Seattle. Wow. 
And uh, that was my first taste. Do you remember having that first class where you being younger, did anybody push back on your techniques? Wow, Do you remember that? Good... Was, I, I, it, was I, any adversity in that situation? I would say not that particular one, mm -hmm. but I would say in some, in some, uh, follow-up classes. Yeah, maybe right. I, I did just because I was so much younger than the, the, mm -hmm. the typical student at that point. Right. And typically, um, I would usually start off with a demo right away. This is something, uh, well, we can get that when I'm in the army and I had to do the same thing right? because people were like, cause in the army, uh, I was lower ranking, but I was teaching guys that were way, you know, right. outranked me. Right. So you had to immediately get up there, mm -hmm. do a demo and, and make it win them over with your skill. Right. They're like, okay, I'll listen to this guy. Right. And I, I remember that that was pretty effective even back then, but they, I guess, you know, I kind of, uh, they knew what they were, who they were getting. So they were, they were very, uh, they were very open-minded. How was your personality back then? Kind of similar to now or you think it was different? I would say still more of an introvert okay. back then. I was, uh, yeah, I had difficulty approaching people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, did you have any brothers or sisters? No, only child. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I think that would contribute my, to that. Huh? It, it does, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, my son's the same way because you, you see some, and don't take this word the wrong way, but there's some insecurities there Absolutely. when you don't have siblings to watch how they fail or oh. succeed. And then you learn how to, like, well, I'm not doing that. So you were <laughs> yeah. all on your own doing everything and trying to be there, you know, be the right person for your family so there's a lot of psychology there i've studied that so i understand sense, that so, so yeah that makes sense there so. absolutely does so yeah you did your first class you got some cash in hand yes <laughs> and you're like going all right i'm gonna go continue with a with a, with a detailing shop or do more classes yeah where's the crossroads here where where everything started like when did you first go to your first major match on a on a long trip yeah. So my first one would have been later that year. Okay. And, um, we, I went to uh, my dad and I went with my dad, Okay. which was really cool. We went to Canada. Wait, that might've been a year or two later. No, we shot the nationals 95 in Reno. Okay. Yes. Open nationals. Okay. Hard match. And again, open, it was just open. Mm -hmm. So everybody was there. Yeah. And, uh, a young Max Michelle was there. It was his first one. I remember right. remember seeing Max. And they even had a steel stage with Virgi a strong hand only uh, weekend, strong hand weekend only Virginia count. Oh, which is not in the rule book. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Troy, if you're listening, do not yeah. do this. Exactly. <laughs> All you got to do is follow the rule book. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I remember my dad and I drove out there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. Um, didn't do particularly well, but, you know, I was getting my feet wet and, right. um, that, that was, I remember that one pretty well. And, uh, yeah. And then would started traveling to major, still detailing cars. Right. And I was fortunate because I had a range that was about a mile and a half from the house. Okay. And this is in Kirkland, Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I would do, I would, I would go pick up a car, mm -hmm. start detailing it. At lunch, I would go over to, or a break, I would go over, mm -hmm. I'm self-employed, I could decide yeah. where the break is. I'd go over and I would train. I'd practice for like 45 minutes, pick up my brass, come back, put it in the tumbler, finish the car, go deliver the car, and uh, go load some ammo, go back to the range. I was doing two a days. Wow. At this, I mean, it was like, that's how... Dedicated you were. Yes, but it wasn't, it did not take any effort. It was right. like... 
this is what I want to do. I right. decided at that point that I wanted to be a world champion. Okay. That's a big statement. Yes. So you took it pretty quick from a hobby to be a world champion. There's a major difference in thought process. Major difference. Um, who were the world champions back then that you looked up to? Let's see. At that point was um, Todd won the next year. Uh, Matt McLaren won in 93 and every three years. Mm -hmm. So, but, but you had your, you had your, we call them the big three, right? You had Rob Latham, Jerry mm -hmm. Barnhart and Todd Jarrett, right. and they would win most of the nationals right. in open and limited. They would share it mm -hmm. most of the areas. So those were the guys that really influenced me a lot. I, I would take something from each of them and right. sort of blend it together in an amalgam and just try to, you know, try to try to absorb as much as I could from watching them. Mm. And now we didn't have YouTube. Exactly. Yes. No YouTube. You didn't have you had um, shooting from within was a book from Mike. Michael Plaxco. Okay. And then you had a Beyond Fundamentals from Brian Enos. Okay. Those were the two primary action shooting sports books. Okay. So, of course, I devoured those over and over. Did you ever go take any of their classes? I didn't. Okay. No. I, I, Did you ever take classes from anybody? I didn't, but okay. I, if I could go back, I would. Would you really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Just, Did you, do you think you didn't do it because your style was different and you wanted to just, didn't want to mess up your own personal style? I think that's very possible. Okay. I think it's very possible. And the fact that I was so, I had the blinders on. Okay. That might've been outside my scope. I was, how do I get better now? Right. How do I figure out how to get into position? How do I figure out how to get out of position? Mm -hmm. Where, where can I, where can I save time? How do I get more accurate? I was just so absorbed in that mm -hmm. self-absorbed that I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. I mean, that makes sense because you're still an individual sport. Yes. And, you know, there's, you know, you, if you learn your own techniques, you're already teaching other people. There's a pride right. thing there. There so is. I could see where that yeah. would make a difference not to just jump in. It, pride's a big thing in the shooting sports. You know, you make a good point, though. I was already a teacher at, you know. At 20 nothing years old. Yes. And yeah. within a matter of months of doing I Well, mm -hmm. nine months to make GM. And that was about when the class demand started. Right. So, like, almost I didn't get a chance to. To be a student or, you know, to right. uh, maybe go the more conventional way. Did um, When did those guys first recognize you? When, that, did you when, did, when did you get their attention? Yeah. So the 95 Nationals, that didn't, they didn't recognize me. Right. <laughs> and then um, the net, another big match we went to was called the North American Championship. It was in Canada. Okay. Yeah. And that would have been like 96 or 97. Okay. Um, I was shooting open. And, um, again, everybody was there and I was seventh and I went up on stage where they kind of had the top 10 lined up and they're kind of looking at me like, who is this kid? You know, it's, uh, you heard the murmurs in the background yeah, or on stage. Just, You're like, yeah, <laughs> nobody. Really, yeah, exactly. It's right. They didn't really say hi or anything, but right. they were like, kind of like, who are you? Cause I was amongst, you know, guys that were getting paid back then. You got, you could actually make a living. That's right. Yeah. And, and so that was sort of maybe, maybe a blip on the radar. Okay. And then. I started shooting limited to do, you know, I wanted to shoot two nationals a year. I've got already shooting open. I want to shoot limited. Okay. And that was probably like 97, 97 in Virginia. And I don't know, top seven, top five, something somewhere around there. And then right. that was pretty much, I think they all started talking to me. And do you remember which one came to you first to say hi? That's a great question. Do you remember, you know, when, when you remember, actually, do you remember when you first broke through? The barrier yeah, of the champions to be acknowledged. That? Do you remember that? That Who is it was? such an amazing question. You don't understand what a what what a, what a great question that is because it's, 
as a young guy back then. Mm-hmm. And well, let me, let me, oh, I go. know, right? It was Jerry Barnhart. Really? Yes. He came to you first. Yes. Wow. Him and his wife. Oh wow! And his wife Marilyn used to run our. She would, you know, back when we did paper and pencil yeah, on that practice. I've heard work. the stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different thing. And she was like the squad mom. Okay. So she would take and handle our. And they started talking to me, and uh, they were they. You know, Jerry never played games. Didn't try to psych me out. Some of the other guys did. Right. And he never did any of that. Do you? Do you? Did you feel you were trying to be psyched out or you pretty much know you were trying to be psyched out? There was instances that were straight up. Really? Really nasty. That's a, wow. Yes, nasty is a big word. Yeah. <laughs> and I would literally say like there was a one point where I was going to start locking up my range bag. No kidding. Yeah. It was a different game back then than it is. Because they're like you said, these people were making real money back in the day. Real money. And it wasn't prize tables money. It was like prize money money. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. You so could it make got, a, it. Got, it got pretty cutthroat. Back it in was the day. cutthroat. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. And, and I and you know, I mean, I'm never gonna do that to somebody, but I get it. but I understood that, yeah, here I am. When that you know first happened to you. And you had the aha moment yeah. of looking behind the curtain of what the shooting sports can be like. Yes. What did you feel? Okay. I was conflicted. Uh, a little bit of disappointed, but then I changed my attitude that if you're going to go out of your way to mess with me, mm-hmm. there's a reason. And I started to look at it as a compliment okay, and a way to sort of boost my confidence. Like if, if I'm a threat, that means I'm a threat. Otherwise, you wouldn't even mess with me. You wouldn't even... Right. have anything to do with me right you might even help me right <laughs> you, you know so that was sort of the it was like it was like two-pronged i looked at it in two two ways there was i certainly when i got started in this i never thought that that's something that i would run into right yeah and you know there's always things happening in the soccer because there's only what three or four officials exactly. there's a lot of people out there and things can be hidden and because yes. it's before cameras before youtube before tv that's so right lots of things happen on the soccer field that nobody ever knew about besides you and that other person that's exactly right i'm so, impressed that you know that yes and but in this situation it's the same thing but yes. it was just a little bit more even more covert very because, covert yeah yes you're out there if you're out there shooting and nobody's watching your stuff Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Wow. That's right. That's Who right. Would have known? I didn't yeah. know that. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I got to mention Mike Voigt was also an, uh, a gentleman that. Nate. Yeah. That uh, he approached me early on and he was yeah. always, he was always really good I to me. I never got a chance. That's one of the, when I came into the sport, I was, I never got a chance to meet him. He, he oh, passed away man. soon after I got into the sport. That was one of those things that, you know, heard always great things, but never got to that side of the country to Dang. meet him, but, but yeah. heard a lot of great things. So being brought, yeah. you know, did you feel like you were being brought in by Jerry and Mike or was it a situation where we're competitors and it was just a different thing, you know, because yeah. the reason I ask that question is we know now the way society is now because yeah. I experience it. This is like another family. Yes. All big time. You know, I, you know, I have a great, wonderful, amazing family at home. But when I go on the road, every no matter where I go to at any match from East Coast to West Coast, when I get there, there's new people, new family and, and yeah. they, they bring you in. So neat. Was it like that back in the day? I think it was similar. Okay. I, and I think what I was experiences was, was experiencing in that regard was rare. Okay. And um, maybe the timing w- was such that that, 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 that sort of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but the family aspect was still there. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like, um, you know, these people would have your back if you, if you, if you really were in need. Mm-hmm. 
And I always felt even like the, at the local level, getting started in Washington, the guys were always so helpful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was shooting too fast and missing. um, But they were always there to help me. Even when I started beating them, they were still helping me because they still knew more than I, you know, initially they knew more than I did. Right. So um, I've always felt the family aspect. Like this sport has so many great people in it. I really like that about it. Very cool. Let's take a quick break. Listen to our sponsor. Then when we come back, we're going to get into, you know, how the Army found you and get in the next stage of your shooting career. You okay with that? Please. That sounds great. We'll be right back after this message. This week's podcast is brought to you by Kana Gold. Kana Gold is a premier lifestyle brand for those who work hard and play harder. There are many hemp companies out there that get lost in the crowd, but Kana Gold sets the gold standard with its premier line of products. When traveling all around with a magical mystery tour to different matches, I travel around with lots of different flavors, including pink grapefruit, candy apple, and vanilla cherry. Make sure to stop by and get some for yourself. They are all zero calories, zero sugar, use organic hemp, and are THC and CBD free. Competitive shooters love them because there's no shakes, no headaches, and no crash. When you order from conagoldhemp.com, make sure to use discount code HUNTERSHD for another 20% off. So, you're shooting major matches. You're being noticed on the podium. You're being in a situation where, you know, everything seems to be moving pretty well for you. And, you know, how... Explain to me what it looked like or how far you went to your shooting career when, when, when you got noticed by the, the Army Marksmanship Unit. What did that look like yeah. back in the day? So initially was actually, and oh, I wish I would have jumped on it then, but going back to that, I, I referred to that limited nationals in 97. Yeah. AMU was there, of course, doing awesome. But the coach was there and he said, hey, we've been following you. He gave me his card. He said, we'd like you to consider talking to us about being on the team. In 97. In 97. Okay. Now, now realize that I didn't do it officially till 2003. Well, I was getting ready to go next, another <laughs> yeah. five years later. So. Yes, exactly. Okay. If I could go back, I would have done it immediately because it changed my life. But um, so what I was, I was so focused on <clears throat> being a, you know, pro shooter and gaining sponsors. And ultimately I wanted to be a world and national champion. Did you that, have sponsors yet in 97? Let's see. Caspian was helping me. That was the first one that jumped on board yep, with you? Yep, Caspian. Yep, okay. exactly. And um, so here's another issue. When you're an, oh, when okay. you're an introvert, okay. I have a hard time uh, approaching sponsors. Okay. Even to this day. Okay. So, you know. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yes. Still with that one. Is it the rejection that you're concerned about? Or is it the not wanting to bother them that you're concerned about? I'm going to say it's the latter. Okay. I'm going to say it's, I almost don't mind if, if, if I ask and, and cause I could understand, well, it's easier for me now being on both, you know, being in the industry so long mm-hmm. and um, I can understand if it doesn't work and, and maybe I don't bring enough value to you, or maybe this is just, isn't the time. Right. I'd be okay with that. But I guess in a way I feel like I'm, I'm bothering you or putting you out and it just, it's so weird. Like okay. it's easier for me now. Right. But especially back then, you know, this is this young, early twenties introverted mm-hmm. kid. I could talk to people at matches. It was getting right. better at that. Right. But to approach a sponsor, it was it was whoever approached me. Okay. 
that's how basically it worked. And if I okay. liked their product, then I would want to shoot it. Okay. Yeah. But that, boy, that's a great question. Made me think. I like that. Well, my thing is, is, you know, there's, there's so many different levels of why people are who they are. And that's why one reason why I love doing the podcast, because it's conversations I get to have with people. And I just like digging down certain holes to see what, you know, comes out to learn more about individuals. Cause you know, it just tells a lot about what you're going through because that's a psychological thing that you were going through at that point, because you saw all these other people that were doing it. You were just as fast as most of them, but you didn't have all the um, accolades exactly on, on the jerseys. That's right. And that can be another, another way. Well, Back in those days, I can only imagine that if somebody had this certain sponsor that everybody loved and you didn't have that sponsor, there'd almost be a level of like, what am I doing wrong? Yes. And that in those days, I, I, agree. I would, I would, I would think, right. Absolutely. Okay. That, that thought would definitely, I think there'd be something wrong with you if that thought didn't cross your mind. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I guess in some ways. But you got approached yeah. by the army and you turned them down. Yes. And not, Do you remember why? You turn oh, them down. Well, the first okay, so time. I would say part of it right, would be in um, now, and and maybe not everyone understands this, but to shoot on the army team, mm -hmm. you were an active active duty soldier. Oh, I'm getting ready to go yes. there. Okay, good, good. Yes, <laughs> oh, I'm going there. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know right. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going there 100, percent and we'll go exactly. ahead and go there now because five years later you said yes. Five years later I said yes, and at this point I'm late 20s. Okay, late twenties. Yes, basic training. Basic training for infantry, and it's I'm the oldest. school. maybe there was one guy older than me. It was weird. He was going to go to jail, or he went in the army. Okay, <laughs> but I was. They called me grandpa. I mean, okay, yeah, because you're in there with the kids that are ten years younger than you. Yes, if it's, not more. If not more. Yes. So, where did your security level go when you signed on the paper that says you're going to do this? And all of a sudden, you're going to a certain station. They put you on a bus yes. or plane, and you get off that bus or plane, and you give me, you meet your drill sergeant. And they're I'm only going this based on people I've talked to. And they either one take you to the barber shop, <laughs> or two they take you to you know outdoors and you just start running. Yes. What was your experience like? That's that's what it, it was. Uh, I was bald, so I didn't go to the barbershop. <laughs> okay. I was already shaving. <laughs> you're, you're like, I'm, I'm taking a step off this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you lose your hair early in life? I did. Like um, late 20, mid 20s, I had this spot right here. Right. And then it got, it started going back. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not going to fight it. Shave Let me tell you it. something. My yeah. dad was a cue ball at 21. Really? I found out. Wow. I grew up nervous is all hell be bent wow. thinking my hair was going to fall out when I got in my twenties No kidding. and everybody goes, won't you wear a hat? I said, because I got hair and my, exactly. grew up, my father never had any hair at all. Wow. And then I come to find out at your mother's side. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I understand. <laughs> I don't know if there's any mother. truth to it, but I'm yeah. sticking to it. Cause I got a okay. picture of my grandfather when he passed away in the seventies, yeah. son of a gun had hair. Wow. <laughs> so, but you don't you know, as a, as a, as, as somebody in high school, not yeah. knowing that and everything else, oh, oh. I, I was a panic-stricken son of a gun. I can't imagine that. Because <laughs> I said, if I don't get this started early, I'm not going to be, it's not going to be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so you already had it's your a, hair was gone. That's why I asked that gone. question. So you yeah, went ahead and took care one. of that. I did so take what care of that. So yeah. what was it like, what, where was your heart beating at when you first get off the, the bus on, on military ground? Well, it was interesting because... Because they weren't going to treat was, you any different. No, no. In fact, they treated me. Uh, I got a lot of crap for being older and um, quiet. But, but 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 the drill sergeants 
It's all a business. Yes. They knew behind the scenes what you were going to be doing. Well, not until later. Really? Yeah, my orders were to go to Korea. And I told, yeah, and this is like months into it. What? (laughs) I did not know that. Yes. It was. So when I got, first when I got off, go back to your question, getting off the bus. Yes. You had the MOSs. Those are the special, you know, depending on which specialty is. Okay. I was infantry, but they put me in with the supply specialist who went into this whole other part of, uh. The, the installation there where they receive you. Okay. And my, so my order, everything was totally messed up. Right. So I was panicking. Okay. I was like this, I would, and I would tell the sar- uh, drill sergeant, I'm like, I'm supposed to be over there with infantry because they have the better barracks. They're, they're already working on their marching, their DNC, getting mm-hmm. ready to do all that stuff. And, and, uh, and the guys I was with were ate up <laughs> yeah. and they were sick. And, um, yeah, I got it. Was it, I was panicking. I was like, and I don't know who to talk to. I'm talking to these guys, and mm-hmm. they're not straightening it out. Finally, they get it straightened out, mm-hmm. and I was pretty nervous. I was nervous, but in basic training, I'm going. I've never done military. I respect everybody that has, and thank you yourself for even doing what you've done with the military. However, where I'm going with that question, don't need to be however, but where I'm going with that question is. Did you, is that when you found your outside voice more than your yes, inner voice? Yes. Great. Yes. <laughs> You're <Because> exactly. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I did. I would get you to say, sir, yes, sir, like you did back in the day. But I don't know. Yeah. If anybody, I don't think you want to reveal that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. But, you know, no. you know, that it's, had to be different for you. It, it couldn't have been. It, there's nothing that could have been more different than that, that experience. Did you ever get in that point in basic training where you thought, oh, maybe I made a mistake at any point? Here's what, here's what. Because everybody has, that's what they're, yes. that, you're designed to go to basic training to have those thoughts and overcome those thoughts. Correct me if I'm Correct. Wrong. No, you're exactly right, Brian. They're te- and they're testing you. Yes, and, and 100%. They're conditioning you. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's, here is the, 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 the advantage I had. Okay. Is what was my what was my goal and my dream? Become a national world champion. Yeah. I was willing to go through whatever it took because I knew once I went got all this and eventually, even if I went to Korea and, and did my infantry stuff and I eventually got to the AMU, right? That was gonna be my vehicle to accomplishing my goals. Right. And that that was singularly fo- I, I mean, I I got hurt. In basic, I had pneumonia the, almost the entire time. And all they give me is ibuprofen. Wow. 800 milligram, big, big tablet. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. but I'm really sick. Right. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was, it, after a while, I loved it. The, ex, the whole experience, right. I didn't want to leave, which is weird. That's a whole different psychological but for, level. But for, but for a long time, you were, you were sick and miserable. Miserable. But I was so, I had that, I guess that was the carrot, you know, that I was just so focused on that all you got to do is make it through this next event. All you got to do is make it through this 20 mile foot march. All you got to do is make it through this qualification. You just got to pass this, keep passing these tests. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't fail. Don't, doesn't matter. Don't get it recycled. Don't matter how sick you get. I'm uh, not giving up. Now you went from group sports and soccer. Yes. To individual in shooting then back to group again with your your squad wow. mates you're right very much a team 
Yeah, because you, you gotta you gotta use you, you gotta pull strength from everybody. You can't just that's right. You know, if you got strength yourself going in, you're out. You'll never make it. Completely. No better example so, of a team. So you went back into a team environment again. Yeah, that's interesting. Depending on others, did you yes. ever? How you know how that? Were you excited to be back on a team again? Was that I, part I'm of the tell excitement? You, I was excited. Okay, I was especially when. <clears throat> Um, I had some opportunities that be you know in a good squad. Right. And um and it was it was actually and people were applying the same effort I was. Okay. And were better in other ways. Mm-hmm. And oh, I really liked it. Okay. Because yeah. everybody was at that point, everybody got the scholarship. Yes, that's right. That's everybody the got the scholarship. So everybody was in for this for different reasons. Very but, good. But, point. but up with the same goal. That's right. Did you ever go to North Korea or South Korea? What you said? No, no, North I didn't. They finally oh, funny. Can I get to tell you a crazy story? Please, that's so, what, I'm, that's okay. what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get when you're when you're in basic and AIT, uh, at least back then in, in in the infantry thing, you didn't get a lot of time to like communicate with anybody. But uh-huh. even your drill sergeants, they didn't really let you talk to them. Right. And I, and we were we were out in the field one time and and I had an opportunity to talk to my drill sergeant. And I said, you know, my my orders are messed up and I'm supposed to be going to the Army Marksmanship. And he's like, what? You're going to where? There's no such thing. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Some kind of shooting team. He didn't. He didn't. He's and you're in the field. Yes. In the states. Yes. Freaking out. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm like, and I, <laughs> I was like, and yeah, and he seemed like he's like, Tomasi, you're crazy. I don't, you know, there's no such thing. And then he's, he's on post main post, like a week later, and he's in the Burger King. Guess who's in the line in front of him? Max Michelle. Oh, no. With a U.S. Army shooting team shirt on. Right. He's like, hey, what, what is this? And he's like, oh, we're, we're with the AMU. And he's like, okay, so I got some guy named Tomasi. In, in my platoon. And he says he's supposed to be coming to you guys. He's like, yeah, he is. He's like, well, you got to fix his orders. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you were getting ready to be shipped off. Yeah. Because your orders were really messed up. They were really messed up. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I, and the drill sergeant never told me he saw Max. He never told me. He's like, he wanted me to. He's like, you're not going. You're not doing that, Tomasi. He was a good guy. He just wanted me. He wanted me now to make me sweat. Let's look at this back in the, you know, let's put it back. It's pretty different. You think that was yeah. a mind games he was playing with you? It might have been. It might have been. You know, yeah, there's some, yeah. there's a lot of things that get lost in paperwork. But once he found out, wonder yes. what mind games were there. I but, want, you know. And I will tell you, um, like I said, part of it is condi- they're conditioning you. Yeah. I wanted to do what they had prepared, what they had trained me to do. Right. I know this sounds weird. Right. But I wanted to do that really bad at that point. So I was okay. like, I'll go do, you know, I mean, my squad mates are going to Iraq. I'll go with them. Let's right. just do, let's do this, man. We've been working on this every day for months. <laughs> Let did me you get go? To apply. No, I didn't. Never went out of the country. I never did. Nope. Wow. I stayed here and trained everybody, you know, trained. That was besides competition shooting. Yeah. I was training guys that were deploying. You had friends that did go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you, did, did you feel odd that you weren't able to go with them? Very. That's that wasn't a good say. feeling at all. Yeah, because you train all this stuff together and you're not there as part of that one factor anymore. It's really, it felt, ah, it's really, it's, it's really hard. It's a conflicted, okay, yes, you have your, you have your dream. Mm-hmm. You got to keep your eyes on that. That's yeah. why you're doing this. Right. But then at the same time, it's like, I really like this other thing. They were depending and on you for so they long. They were depending on me. Yes. Kind of, it is, it's a weird feeling when you, when you, when you get out and then you go to the shooting team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
obviously, you know, there's going to be ample opportunity to contribute mm-hmm. in maybe different ways. Right. I, um, I E teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be lying if I said that I didn't feel weird not right. doing it. Yeah. That's a different type of fraternity. Did you ever keep up with those guys yes. anymore? Still, they, they're Do on my really? Facebook. Wow. They'll be like, Hey, you know, we, we follow you. And, mm-hmm. you know, even that they were like, we didn't believe you even back at, that you were going to some <laughs> shooting team. Now we see right. you on TV. And wow. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So you finally make it through basic. You go to the shooting team and your role is to shoot. Yes. Yes. And I've heard stories, you know, unlimited ammo, <laughs> unlimited resources, shoot, shoot and shoot. Yes. So what you just described was when I when I finally got to the unit. Now, the unit has a mission statement. Okay. And this will change based upon the command. Whoever's the commander at the time, he it's his ship. He can steer it how he wants. Mm -hmm. So when I initially got there, the 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 uh, the mission statement was to win in international and national competition. That was the top line. Right. So because that's and if you don't win, you're out. Potentially, right. potentially, potentially. We yeah. had we had gates back then. They called them. Okay. For example, now I came in. I was already top three at nationals. Understand that I yes. was I was fairly up there at yeah. that point. But they immediately set my gate as third third at nationals. If you don't, if you consistently don't meet that gate, you know we'll send you to your real job, like uh, third ID or some infantry unit. Wow. So that's got to be amazing kind of pressure. Yeah, because you perform, which is what you want to do. It's not a big deal there, but there's always somebody better coming up. Always somebody better. Yep. And, and that pressure to be like, this is your gate. This, this is it. We've set the boundaries. Yes. There is no not hitting those boundaries. There's no there's no not hitting them. Um, And, you know, I was never fortunately. Uh, I was so focused. I didn't spend much time thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. And I had met Max Michelle was my, my teammate. That's right. And uh, incredible, incredible athlete, incredible shooter. Uh, just, and we hit it off so well. And where I had deficiencies, Max had uh, numerous strengths in that area. So right. he was always able to help me where I was weak. Back to your team again. Yes. Different team. Now it's a team. Yes, exactly. Okay. And uh, so I never, you know, I was never worried, believe it or not, about not making that gate. Mm-hmm. And then they would tell, you know, if you're a good guy and you're doing the right thing and we see you applying yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wasn't somebody who needed anybody to put pressure on me. I was there for a reason. Right. And I don't think anybody would ever question, it, especially the age I went in at is mm-hmm. kind of like you, you <laughs> You go into the army at that. You're kind of sending your life away. Mm-hmm. You're pretty serious about this endeavor. Right. And I'm not going to do what some of the other uh, young, young, younger guys made mistakes. Right. Um, so the first time yeah. you actually went out of the country with anything, I guess, was with the with the world shoot situation. Yeah. Let's see. Would it have been world shoot? Besides Canada. I'm talking about. like Yeah. You, you know, mean the like, real thing. Like it the real thing. Yes. I think it would have been like. 2005 Ecuador, maybe. And he will only AMU at that time. It, yep, that's right. that's right. That's right. AMU at that time. Wow. Yes. So now I'm able to go to international IPSC matches, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool to travel on the Army team. Was it 
when you first did your first out of the country experience like that, never being out of the country before, no. was that different, like nervous wise, or based on having your team with you, we just didn't, it wasn't just, it's just another, just another range. I think there was some, there was some uh, nervousness okay. involved in it. Okay. The whole, the whole deal, getting the ammo there, mm-hmm. um, being in a different culture and maybe not understanding the language, um, being a part of the army and being on orders from the mm-hmm. government right. takes away some, uh, in my opinion, made, you know, improved my comfortability in some ways. But when you're, let me ask you this question, because that makes me think about this. Your own orders from the U.S. government. You are a military personnel. That's right. And you're going to another country that may not like America, which is pretty much a lot. Yes. Especially when it comes to military. Correct. Did you have issues because of that being other militaries that you felt like, well, these people don't like us. So we're going incognito like they don't know we're military. Or did you go in looking like military? That's right. Nobody's ever asked me that. (laughs) here's here's the deal it's a great question we actually went to training based upon the location we would go to classes okay and the classes would give us a threat level they would say whether we could be branded wow because like to to your point Mm -hmm. there were places that you wouldn't wear anything that said u.s army you Mm -hmm. wouldn't have anything with a flag on it take you as a hostage you need to be negotiating to it and they would say they would we would we would have these uh government contractors come in and and give us classes Mm -hmm. and, and say hey this you know not too long ago uh soldiers you know ran in that situation where maybe they got kidnapped or mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the terrorist level in that area, um, it may be okay. We'll let you wear your uh, black and gold uh, shooting jersey. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you couldn't do that. Really? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because in that environment, those shooters know who you are. Yeah. Right. But but always to and from the range, you could not be branded. Wow. And in any international, any of the international that I went to, okay. um, it was it was a great question. Because yeah. all it takes is somebody who's driving the bus to go. I've got American soldiers. I can get yes, paid for this. That's right. Completely. Wow. Yeah, you're so right. I, I don't think about that. But now going back, I remember that was always part well, of, of the event. Yep. You know, so many things, you know, you know, yes, we're shooting sports has brought a lot of countries together in different ways. Yeah. But when you get off that plane, it's still another country. It is. <laughs> that's the truth. You know, that's right. You know, a lot that's of people right. are getting ready to go to Thailand pretty soon. And, yes. you know, I think their their roles are going to be you go to the match and you go back to the resort. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Do not get out and, that, and, and be a tourist unless you have, you know, guidance to what you're doing. It's got to be that way. Right? Yes, you nailed it. I mean, so many of the, the events. The country's too that, volatile. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much pretty much every international match was just to and from the range and that and once mm-hmm. i got back to the hotel i stayed there and uh, based upon what i was told and right. told to do and so you, yeah so based on which country you were going to you may have had some serious intel about countries yes and what to look out for based on other intel that was already out there right we did we so did that's a whole other training thing before you went to go completely shoot completely different and it was you know we look like, at it that's like, like preparing for like an like an Alabama football game we've got tennessee this week yeah. and we got to prepare for tennessee yes then next week we prepare for Ole miss yes it's just like another country but, if you, but you're doing the countries after you know weeks or two weeks and you know whatever it is that's right that's wow. right you've got more than just your shooting and yeah. your soldier your duties and all this Oh yeah, you need to train up for this this uh, 
this country, mm-hmm. um, you know, international situation, you need to know where you got, you know, you got to mm-hmm. be careful of this, this and that. Mm-hmm. They, you know, examples of how you can get in trouble. And wow. Yeah, that was interesting. It was, I got to admit, it, it was all fun, though. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It pretty intriguing, I'm sure. Very intriguing. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> like, what country are you going to? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can't take our dog tanks. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's correct, though. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> Whose passport do I have this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's true. so how many years did you end up doing? now let's see for the amu was from 2003 to 2011 okay yes so in 2011 and it was a moment where you realized that the team experience in your military time was up yes yep tell me how you felt um so i probably wouldn't have left but i had an opera a job opportunity with para okay so para was approaching you while you were with the military. While I was still in the military, yeah. Okay. Todd Jarrett had retired, okay. and um, so I had a pro, pro shooter gig. That this yeah. is sort of what you know the army is like. Call the AMU was like college for this situation, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So um, that opportunity presented itself, and there's not a lot of those opportunities. Okay. How many brands have professional shooters? Yeah, because you're know? you're not going to be just like, hey, we're going to pay for your matches. We're fixing to make you a salaried employee. Correct, exactly. You're, you're an employee of a para, an employee of para. You will be shooting, and there was other things I did. We mm-hmm. can talk about that, but yeah, but primarily you're you're the pro shooter. You are the brand mm-hmm. of you're the face of the brand. You're on the cover of the catalog. This is your new AMU in a way because right. <laughs> you, you know? help you help design guns as well, right? Yes. Yep. Wow. That was that's. I actually worked on that in the AMU as well. Did you really? Yes. That's we an ha- experience there as well. Yes, absolutely. Okay. We have fantastic custom shop. It's okay. in the basement of our, of our headquarters building there. Right. And we would work on it. Ev- almost everybody's uh, weapon systems um, amongst the military. Mm-hmm. And so I would help with the testing and, right. and give feedback. So I had, the AMU was literally like my college. Was, was Max already gone to SIG at the time? Yes. He left maybe two or three years before I did. So how did so when you lost your your mentor? I'll I'll, I'll use that word. Yeah, absolutely. Lightly, maybe yes. it's not the same, but when you lose somebody that was there for you from the very beginning, and then you you, you had I guess two years left. Yes. Did it change how you felt? Oh, about it was it was a lot different. Yeah, it was a lot different. Were you the next it, one in charge as far as the the, the, yeah. the senior? Kind of as a shooter. Yes, a senior. You're new. You're the, you're the new senior. Yes, exactly. Okay. The new okay. senior shooter. Yeah. Yep. Kind of like the code, the army coach, if you will, right. military yeah. coach. Yeah. Yep. And I kind of took that spot. And one of the things that was cool is that I got to see how Max made the transition and I was involved with that. Right. And, uh, you know, he, we bounced a lot of things off of each other. So when it was my time, you know, I'd already learned a lot from him doing that. But yes, that period when he was gone, it was different. It was a lot different. Right. Now, I had Shane Coley. Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, Daniel Horner. Yes. Lee D-Mac. I had all these all these great guys. Tyler Payne. So I had, I still had uh, Matt Sweet. I had great shooters I was surrounded with. Right. And so it was still a premier team. Let me ask you this question. And if you can't answer it, it's for you, you know, not answer, but then don't want to talk about it. Did you ever get bonuses when you won in the military? No, no okay. bonuses. So it's just your job. It's just your job. You're right. no bonus. Okay. But to your point, okay. to your point, before, before I got there, there was a period where all your winnings would go to the army. Okay. Go to JAG. 
Um, so if you Jag want, means. um, that's like the legal, the legal portion. Okay. And they, well, they, they kind of decided eventually Jag said that you, uh, AMU athletes can keep their winnings. Eventually okay. they decided that okay. there was a time where if let's say you, you want a gun here or cash, mm-hmm. it would go to the army. You didn't get in keep none of that then. Correct. Okay. Now when I got there, I got to keep them. My winnings. Okay. It already it been decided. Okay. Yep. It had changed. There's something I didn't know. No, that's another. <laughs> you, you ask great questions Thank that I've never been asked before. Well, it's just, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in perspective because, yes, it's the military. It's yeah. a business. That's right. I don't, you know, yes, you're serving your country, but that is a business. That's right. They, they have business people. They buy it's business. You're oh, exactly you know, it's just, right. This is the way it is. It's just like church. Church is yeah, a business. That's right. We're going we're gonna to worship what you want to worship, but it's a business. It's a business. <laughs> and to your point, we were under recruiting, so mm-hmm. our business was getting people into boots. Right. Bringing people into the army. Cool. So recruiting as well. Yes. Good deal. And they, w- they would use, you know, oh, you know, won this match mm-hmm. and you could, and not that anybody going to the army is probably going to be on the AMU, yeah. but you saw these athletes in the right. army winning black mm-hmm. and golds and yeah. So you leave the army. Oh, yes. You yeah. go to para. Yeah. You're by yourself again as an individual. That's right. As Yes, I am. You're not, you know, you went from, t- now there's going to yeah. be a team of people you work with. Yes. But then you're back to the, you got to watch your back because people are jealous of what you're doing. That is actually something you do encounter. <laughs> <laughs> it happens in, every, it happens in business. Yes. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter. When, you, when, you're, when you're on the top, people will try to yeah. see what you're made of. It's just part of it. You're, you, so, you're spot on. So you're back, so so you're back individual again. <laughs> yes. You're building guns. You're reporting to executives. Yes. You're changing the way that goes. Yes. Very successful. Yes. And, absolutely. And how long did you stay there? Okay, so... So this is interesting because Para took a turn a little while after after I got there. When I first got there, it was uh, privately owned mm-hmm. and not on the shooting side, but on the manufacturing side, I had a team. Right. On the customer service side, I had a team because I was involved in everything. Okay. So I would actually go up there. It was in North Carolina. I'm down in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I was had a- you had you had you end up in Alabama? Oh, another great question from from the military. Yes. Yeah, so okay. let's go. Back. Okay. So. When I'm in the AMU, okay. which is uh, Columbus, Georgia, got it. We would live over the border because the taxes were cheaper. In Phoenix City. Thank you. Yes, yeah, I know right where you're at. You know exactly. <laughs> well, I'm from Alabama. So. Okay, <laughs> got it. It's refreshing okay, this, to have somebody is, who knows. This is making more sense now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So okay. So taxes different. Yep. Yes. This is a different. This is. Let's go there. A, okay, go there. I met my wife in AMU. That I was going to ask that question earlier, and I said, "Well, I, I just there's too much other stuff going on." I'll yes. Leave. So you met your wife in the AMU. Yes, she was on the international rifle team. Okay. She is a world champion in international rifle. This, okay. That is the small bore three position. Right. Standing, kneeling, prone. You know what I'm going to ask next? Okay. Yes. Did she ask you out? Or you ask her out. She asked me out. <laughs> <laughs> you set that up for me earlier. You know? No, you I didn't know. You set that up for me earlier, Man. saying that you had a hard time being approached. So I just said I'm going to ask. So she asked you out. You're so good. You'd so not be single today if she didn't ask you out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? Right? You're right. <laughs> oh, okay. you're so right. So she that asked is so you funny. out. She, and she was on the rifle out. team. Yes, exactly. And it's so funny. And, it, and was it okay to date in the military like that? It was as long as you were uh, enlisted and not 
it, reporting to each other. Reporting, yep. Okay. She wasn't like my uh, superior. superior. I wasn't her superior. Yes. Exactly. It was okay. Okay. And it also was okay because we were on different teams. Yeah. And it's another odd thing about the AMU. You have, I don't know, just six different teams or whatever, disciplines. Okay. okay. You don't really ever see those other teams because we're spread out uh, upon Fort Benning. Right. And especially us as an action team, we were way out there. Mm-hmm. And, and so I wouldn't really see her. I remember it's kind of funny because Kelly and I got uh, promoted to sergeant on the same day in the same office in the International Rifle Office. Still had never talked to her. OK. I'm kind of like, you know, checking her out. OK. And trying to like flirt in my int- introvert of way matter oh, I, I don't which, what does this look like yeah i've been like, hey how are it, you yeah. I mean, I mean, what is your flirting I, that's wonderful i can't even imagine it's perceptible <laughs> it's like she she, she was within my 90 degree perspective <laughs> i saw her have my peripheral vision yes <laughs> yes exactly oh man that is awesome <laughs> that's so good because you know i've met kelly before yes. i met her for the first time we were down in um Maybe it was nineteen um, nationals down oh, in Florida, yeah. and, I, right. and I introduced her. And when I, when I, when she introduced herself, I was like, "Going, she was soft spoken like you were." Yeah. So, oh yeah, I was like, "Going, how the hell is this possible that two people that are so nice and soft spoken meet each other?" So was she <laughs> soft spoken the same way in the military? She was. She <sighs> she said she just got the the courage up to call me. Okay. And she got my number from somebody else in the unit. Max Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably Max. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Max has helped me out more than one, more than one way. <laughs> That's wonderful. So she called you yeah. up and it was she, just like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay. She's like, yeah, yeah. We'll go on a date. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And, um, it's funny cause, uh, where was, Oh, we were, I remember we were working the Glock match. We holding the Glock match at, at the AMU. And okay. It was during that. And, and we got along really well. We hit it off. Right. And, um, it was pretty cool because she has that shooting perspective. Okay. So she knows, she always knows what I'm going through. Right. And w- let's just put this on the table. This is, this is a, a mental sport. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> that's all it is. It is. It's a, it very much is. Right. And, so she, oh, you know, she's always there to, to, to give me advice and mm-hmm. she knows what I'm going through and uh, knows how to help me prepare. And it was like that back then. And it was really funny, Brian, because we talked about my, my, my goals and my dreams. It was maybe two or three months after we started going out mm-hmm. that I won nationals for the first time. And then three weeks later, I won the world shoot. She was your lucky charm. She was my lucky charm. Very cool. Yeah. So how long yes. did you date before you got married? Gosh. Because you were, you, yeah. you, you, you left to go to Para. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was, then? yeah. So, so it was before then. Yep. Okay. Well, so you got married before then? Well, yes. We oh, were, wow. We were both still in the army. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so we, yeah. Let's Who was see. your best man? Was it Max? No, no we went. <laughs> it would have been. Yeah, we we went to like St. Lucia and did one of those sandals weddings. That's where, what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're just just us and <laughs> yeah, some, some guy with a degree. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what did mom and dad yeah. think about that? Yeah, they were really excited. They were happy. Cool. Yep, and they didn't. 
they didn't mind that nobody was going to be there. Okay. They probably understood. Saved him a lot of money. Saved him a lot of money. Yes, good point. Yeah. Hope Zach does the same thing, my son. Yes, exactly. <laughs> do what you do, son. I'm out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. Well, very good yeah. for you. Thank you. Yeah. So talking about mental game. You went to you went to Para. Went to Para. And yep. then I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Remington purchased us. Purchased that company. Yes, yes. So when I first got there, yeah. you know, we were privately owned. We had a pretty tight team and we were making improvements on the product on the product daily. Right. And I was I was literally uh, able to put my hands on improvements. Like I it was a really unique experience. Right. The owner and the COO uh, I really got along well, mm-hmm. uh, and and they just gave me the freedom to essentially. There's like, if you see something needs to be changed, change it. Right. I put EGW extractors in the gun, ion bond finishes. Um, just we did so much in a short amount of time. Right. I would go so I mean, at Smith Station at that time, mm-hmm. Alabama, and I'd drive up to North Carolina and I worked there for a week in the factory. Mm-hmm. The next week I would be back home and I'd be shooting and going to matches. Wow. So it was week on, week off. And when I was up there, I was working, uh, you know, at least 10 hours a day. Did Kelly shoot with you when you was going to these matches? She didn't. Okay. No, no. And she's never actually shot a USPSA match. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. So someday, hopefully. No, it's all good. <laughs> so, you know, you were doing a lot with uh, development. Yes. And when Remington came along, seemed like a pretty big name, right? Huge name. Huge name. Huge anxiety. Yes. Yes. <laughs> big time. Yeah. And so the first thing that kind of suits started to show up mm-hmm. and uh, there was a little bit of rumor that, that, the, that it was for sale. Right. And there were some other really big companies coming into that I can't name. But right. uh, yeah, but Remington came in and and made an offer. And um, uh, gosh, it they bought it. Right. And it it awkward situation for me in that it was now owned by Remington, but for at least a year or two, I was still shooting for yeah. Para. Companies yeah, yeah. usually don't make a big adjustment on the companies they, ac- they ac- have acquisitions over to the third or fifth year. That's usually okay, as, that's... A, as a whole. They, you know, they kind of keep things running like it is, get the yeah. feel for it, keep the customer base. And then after the third or fifth years, when things try to go downhill. <laughs> oh, man. It's like you're... <laughs> that happened there, too. Yes, huh? exactly. <laughs> it happens a lot of companies. Even on that time, yeah, you nailed yeah. the timeline, yeah. too. That's usually what That's happened. exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, they... You know, we had such a great deal going and I'm not right. bad talking to anybody, but no, it happens. It's it business. happens, right? It's business. It's that's nothing right. personal. It's business. And that's, that's why right. I, I always focus on that. It's business. Yes. That's what it is. Because you were in a situation where Remington, and, and I, I think you're going to think this is funny, but I've met you before I even knew there was a shooting sport. I think. Yeah. Because I remember talking to somebody when Cabela's opened up in Huntsville, Alabama. And I, I was there. Yes. And Whoa. I remember you're, you were with Remington and you had the big truck out front. That's right. And there, I was there for that for a grand opening day. Amazing. Because of the first Cabela's in Alabama. That's right. And I was back. That's when I was doing the hunting world back in the hunting thing. Oh. And the Triple Forks Hunting, the company that we, I still own with somebody else. But oh. you were there. And I remember, right. you know, meeting you there 
and I didn't think anything about it. Just but you were really you were talking about the you know the nineteen elevens and all the stuff you had to offer there. So oh, that is so little flashback for you that I I put together a while back myself. But I wanted to let you know. I remember the first time I actually met you was not you know when we got introduced in North Texas by Max Michelle. It was when I met you when you didn't know who I was because there was no Hunter's HD Gold back then. Amazing, (laughs) Brian. I remember. Yeah. Yes, I remember the grand opening. Yep, Yep, I was there. So incredible. Um, talking about huh. support, we're going to go back to what we talked about. I just want to give you a little side note. Yeah, there. that's cool. Though. I like it. <laughs> a little yeah. side note, because when you talk about support, your life got turned upside down when Remington decided they were having all their financial issues. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. no longer needed your services. Yes. Yeah. Went to a pretty dark place. Correct. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, that was it was so that's all you knew yeah. was working for companies and, yeah. and doing this and being because and all of a sudden this is here. Yes. And that's not there no more. Yes. And it's what's interesting about it is, um, you know, so we're well, kind of going back a little. So, you know, now I'm working for Remington mm-hmm. and they don't have a pro shooter. That's right. Yeah. Like HR had, they're like, we're not going to build this position. You're going to be a product manager. Yep. And so now I'm a product manager slash slash professional shooter. Right. Now my spectrum of duties is, uh, more than I can mention. Yes. And it became very distracting to my goals, which are shooting. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, obviously I know how business works and I need, and I needed to, uh, or had the opportunity to help out in other other areas, mm-hmm. um, but it became extremely um, distracting. Mm-hmm. I was working shows. I one year I did sixty shows. That's because they opened so many freaking Cabela's around the United States. Yes, they did. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And you know Remington's got to be there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm working with uh, manufacturing, engineering, mm-hmm. product management was my main gig. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm supposed to be the shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, um, cl- I'm teaching the sales force on the product. Right. I am working with PR. Mm-hmm. I'm working with customer service. That's still to this day, still to this day, I get emails of people that need help with their Remington's. Um, and what do you do with them? I try to help them if I can. And then yeah, I'm that's like, amazing. yeah, it's some, especially if it's pistol stuff, I yeah. can help them. Mm-hmm. But like your firing pin on your 700 or something and like, ah, uh, I don't know yeah. what I could do. <laughs> and then you still um, take that responsibility. Though. That's so cool. I still take it. Yeah. And for para too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, interesting. Interesting thing happened here within about three to, like you said, the three, maybe three to four years, mm-hmm. they decided because now they've got a para 1911 line and a Remington 1911 line. Yep. decided to, to go ahead and, and shut down para. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was, that was quite an interesting turn too. even though the guns were rebranded, basically their paras that were branded Remington, mm-hmm. you, there's a, actually a pretty substantial customer base for para mm-hmm. and they were not happy. And a lot of dealers weren't happy. Um, and, uh, then the first bankruptcy came mm-hmm. and there were layoffs, uh, left and right. Was this your first taste of adversity? Let's see. I for, would say for, for business wise. For business wise, you know, yes. having to pivot and change like you had to do. Was yes. this your first experience with that? Absolutely. Okay. And it was an extreme. And you were in your and you were older. 
Yes. Yeah, so you've, yeah. you've already had so much stuff to experience. You've had so much life experience. That's yeah, that's true. And so you didn't, you know, the reason that when you, I remember, you know, when you, when you experience business adversity for the first time, it's, it's a kick in the gut. I've had it happen to me once. I mean, yeah. the very first time it happened to me. Yeah. Very much kick in the gut. And you, Big you kick and, in the but, gut. but then you realize it's just business. It's just business. But you want to make it personal. Yes. But it's just business. That's right. Yep. Yes, you do. You're so right. And it's a lot of stress. So mm-hmm. sometime after like the first bankruptcy I wanted to, um, I didn't have what I wanted to do. And my wife and I talked about this all the time was mm-hmm. starting, uh, basically starting, you know, an academy and start teaching. Leave yes. Remington. It's a very negative, uh, place to be. It was, mm-hmm. uh, losing constantly. Yeah. And that actually transferred to my shooting. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't, with all due respect, they didn't care what national championship word shoot you had. They did not. You were there for another job. Exactly. You were, exactly. You were, you were, you were an acquisition. I was an acquisition. That's mm-hmm. exactly. That, what are we going to do with this guy? That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're so right. It's nothing personal. That's, that's right. Business again. That's it's hard, right. It's hard to see it that way because you put your entire life into the shooting sports. Man, that is a truth. And there, you know, there were certain people on the team that they did have an appreciation for it. And there was, bless their heart. There were so many great people there. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so, it was so, it was hard to see what happened to that and what it could have been. Yeah. And thankfully all those people, the great people I worked with are at better places they now. Are. Yes. And so that was really cool. Yeah. And, but I'll tell you, I, I, I was so close to leaving a lot earlier. Okay. And, and doing my own thing. You're loyal. You stuck it out. I'm loyal to a fault, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I stuck it out yep. and, and I saw the worst of how that could go. And right. it was really, it was really brutal. And so many layoffs, mm-hmm. thousands of people. How long did it take Haley? To, Haley. Um, Kelly. 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 Yep. How long did it take Kelly to get you back on the saddle again? Gosh. Cause there, there was some dark yeah. times. It, yeah. It there was. Be. Yeah. She, she, she pretty much kicked my butt like immediately. Like, wow. yeah, like go, go. she's first thing she was like, okay, you know what? You're not shooting for somebody. Get any gun you want. Mm-hmm. Start shopping around. Right. You know, get your gun and, and start setting up your classes and let's get this rolling. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't, she doesn't let me stay down. Okay. <laughs> she kicked my butt good. I mean, she's, she's, she's amazing. Right. She's my compass in life, really. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So she was like, get out, you know, go do it and let's get you, you know, you've been, you've been shooting these, what you've had to shoot for so long. Right. And Brian, I had so many issues with those Remingtons. Right. Um, boy, I could write a books, books yeah. on the issues I had. Um, yeah. So that was, that was exciting. And then getting to work for myself. Work for yourself. Exactly. Yes. Cause you're going to training. Yes. Your, your, your classes took off. Yeah. Just overnight again. And everybody was like, you know, you're doing all kinds of stuff. We came in to help out. Yes, you did. That well, at that point, yes, when I met you, you for that time and up in, I think we met for the first time officially yeah. in North Texas, I North believe. North Texas, that's right. Up there in Max, it brought you to me about your prescription. I that's said, ah, right. oh, we got this under control. That's right. <laughs> you, you had no idea, but we had to, <laughs> you we really got, did. We I got no this idea. under control. Yes. And, um, cause then I saw it, but then all of a sudden you picked up. The current manufacturer we have now, MPA, Masterpiece yes. Arms. It took yeah. us an hour and 18 minutes to get there. 
oh wow it's <laughs> been that long <laughs> but what was that like yeah. when when what masterpiece aren't they approach you yes or, they okay. approached me and you're still not going out there getting i'm anybody. still <laughs> not going after right can you believe that <laughs> <laughs> oh there was two other manufacturers right. too that were right. so there was three and, oh, okay yep and and phil called me okay phil cash and the owner of masterpiece arms yeah and oh man Breath of fresh air. Was it a breath of fresh air, or were you were you very hesitant based on getting in with another company again? You would think I would I would be okay, but the even from the first conversation, mm-hmm. and you know where Phil was going, he was going to a match. He was in his truck driving to a match, mm-hmm. and he wanted to call. I was driving back from Texas. I had three or four classes out there, right? And so I drove that way. It was awesome. Okay, but he and he's like, hey, he texted me as soon as I got to my hotel. He said, we need to talk. And uh, as soon as I got to you know how he got your number, he got it from um, one of his employees. OK. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I was on a poster in the shop and right. and um, he wanted to have he wanted to have a pro shooter. He wanted right. to have a, a brand repre- rep- representative of the new pistol line. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I started talking, it's funny. The other places I was reticent, I was like. I don't want to get myself back into this situation. Corporate. corporate yes. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking the about. The bigger you get, the more corporate policies they are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I have 17 employees and won't ever have 25. Oh, man. <laughs> I love to, I would love to be able to grow that much. Perfect. But yep. you get to a certain point and it changes. Totally changes. It. changes. That is the truth. Yes. So I was on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. And so getting to talk to Phil and, and just seeing how, we share so many, we see the eye to eye to eye on so many facets of, mm-hmm. of the business and right. of shooting. And like, he's like, look, I want to be able to sleep at night. That means the customer has to be taken care of. Okay. That's the primary mission. Right. And I'm like, Phil, that's yeah, I'm, I'm exact I'm, same way. I'm, I'm still taking Remington calls. I can do this. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> we, in fact, we talked about that. He's like, he's like, he's like, I understand that you were, you were pretty big in customer service at Perry and Remington. Right. I was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> and he's like, well, I want you to be able to shoot. And, but you know, that's, I have those same, uh, prerequisites, you know, or priorities right. is, is take care of the, the, not even call the customer fellow shooter. Mm-hmm. Just get him taken care of. And then so we we hit it off immediately and I could see what an awesome guy he was. Yes. And then I was like, wow, I'm, I was I, I want to work for you, Phil. There's. Wow. That's it. So Let's cool. just do it. Yeah. And, and now you've got a huge team coming together. Yeah. Just finished up, you know, open limited nationals where they were That's the right. title sponsor. Yeah. Phil comes out to the event. You're out here at the event and everything's just been, you know, you got a lot of people, a lot of personalities that have come together here in the last two weeks. Yes. And, right. I, ta- and I talked to Phil about that. You don't know this yeah. yet, but I talked oh, to Phil and I said, you're bringing a lot of personalities together. What do you expect? When do you expect this time bomb to go off? And um, his, his answer was, was like talking about, well, we're going, we got a big house together. We're all together. This is the ultimate team building experience to get everybody together and see how they mix up. Wow. Phil, Phil, Phil knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Yep, yep. <laughs> he wasn't trying to save money on hotels. He's putting no. everybody together to see how everybody's going to mingle. He was. Wow. So you, cause you're still, you're the team captain, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you're in he, charge of product, some development there as well. You're doing a lot of stuff for him. You're bringing all this stuff that you've learned all over again. Yes. Back to this company. I'm, I'm so it's such congratulations. A, thank you, my friend. I really appreciate <laughs> that. It, it's, it's just a breath of fresh air for me and it's just completely, uh, uh, 
rejuvenated my outlook on the on the industry and yeah. it, it's just like you said and it's I like that's, this, yep, yeah. that's green yeah, yeah and it's you're green. used to wearing green I, oh man is it crazy i hadn't thought of that <laughs> yeah green on for a lot of years green yes i did that's crazy it's funny the way that works did you tell them to change the colors because of that no <laughs> look <laughs> maybe i should have said something <laughs> isn't that funny Perry yeah. was green remington was red. that's right gosh that's crazy <laughs> another green company out another there another green company yeah <laughs> when you um Jeez. to get everybody to go this weekend how's it been for you it's been awesome it's yeah. been it's worked out so well and so smooth and you mm -hmm. can tell we're growing as a team right and we get together uh, we're getting along so well right last night we we did you know cooked out yeah and everybody was there just having a great time right and supporting each other mm -hmm. uh, you know of course you're you everybody wants to perform better but right. you know there's ups and downs that way but just it's it's a real team it's you, people genuinely sincerely want to see you do your best okay and that's that's what i really want from this team okay. more than somebody who's just an amazing shooter I, I really don't even care about that i just want great people that mm -hmm. share the same goals and good representatives of the sport are you still going to have time to train Yes. Okay. So absolutely. You, you, that's part of the program as well to be able to train. That's right. Exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. See, so being supportive of that with 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 guns and stuff as well Extremely. to help with training. Yeah. Yep. I need everything. Everything I need. Mm -hmm. Phil helps me with my guns, and it's awesome. Staying in the great city of Huntsville. Yes, I okay. am for the time being. So my wife's a nurse practitioner in a in a hospital there. Right. So she wants to get some time under her belt, and then um, right. maybe we can look at moving or something. But I hear you. it's a nice city, isn't well, it? Well, it's not too far away from. It is. It's a great yeah. city in, in Alabama. It's not too far from where the, the home office is. Do you go That's there a right. lot? Um, not a whole lot. Okay. No, we mainly communicate on the phone and email. Mm. But yeah, we. We do sometimes we, we get a lot done when we're together and it's right. Works out really well. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's awesome. I've got an off the wall question for you. Sure. Because I was going back through all the old front site magazines. That's how I learned oh. about the history of USPSA when it was called not you now it's called USPSA magazine back then it was done by front site. You know, Michael Bain started that back in the eighties. That's right. And I found an article ad, not an article, but an ad. And it had you and Max Michelle on this ad. And it was for multivitamins for your eyes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. What was that? Elite Focus. Yes. Yes, that's right. And yes. now you're both needing prescriptions. Did it work out? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is a good question. You don't even have to answer. Oh, that's just my man. little, that's my little joke for you because both of you are prescriptions. <laughs> that's both, right. And, and you both took these supplements. <laughs> that so is the truth. I would look for a good attorney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, maybe that's what it was. Because I'm not sure if the vitamins worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I've seen your prescription. You've seen it, right? It's, and I, and I, I, kinda, yeah. I, I know what Max's is. So, you know, so yeah. you may want to look into an attorney. <laughs> That's funny. I like it. You're recognizing a pattern here. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's next for you, brother? What, what, what's next for you? Well, what's next for me is... Uh, just to stay on this uh, this new road that I'm on with Masterpiece Arms and this great team and and teaching and training and I still got my shooting goals that I'm going after and I've and I've got uh, I'm still learning every day I'm, okay. I'm and I'm especially recently I'm getting better mm -hmm. and um, 
So uh, I just can't wait to the next match. I'm just. Is there a world shoot in your future again? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I would be going to this one, but my Remington broke at every qualifier. Okay. And that's not an excuse. No, no. But, um, but I will be at the next one. Wonderful. I, I want to be at as many as uh, going forward as I can. Good. Open, limited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up and I'm going to shoot some open and limited. Open and limited. Yes. Now that MPA's right. got that incredible open that's gun. That's right. That's I right. can go back to open. And they got, they got some more surprises coming out first of the year. I know about we that, won't talk about. Yes, sir. Yes. Yep. I'll talk to Phil a little bit. <laughs> well done, my friend. You're on it. <laughs> I like being a part of the, of the turn and change. So that's good. Yeah. So yes. How can people get in touch with you if they want to train with you still? Yes, please uh, visit um, TravisTomasi.com. Okay. And you can shoot me an a- a- email at Travis at TravisTomasi.com is an easy way to get hold of me. How fast do your classes fill up? Um, it depends on the, the area. Okay. Sometimes it's right away and okay. other times it's like a last minute. They just rush in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's interesting. It's, it's fun though. It's a good ride. Good deal. Yeah. Been with federal for a while. They've, yes. been, they've been one of your, you know, staples. Yeah. It's federal. Wonderful. Awesome. Using the Syntec 205 in my, in my, uh, 40 right. MPA and right. it's, uh, it's working great. Have you thought about the non-major yet where you're going with that? I I haven't, but now that I'm going to have an open gun, I got to figure that out. <laughs> There's some good companies in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I'll leave it at that. Y'all figure it out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Anything oh, else we didn't discuss? Shoot. There's so much more, but there's, there's I mean, so I, much more. Yeah. But I, but just want to touch it, but I just want to get your history yeah. out there. No, I appreciate that, my friend. That was that was enjoyable, and you took me you took me to uh, memories, recollections that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, if you if you want to get in touch with Travis and take one of his wonderful classes, or if you want to get a hold of Travis and find out where they're going to be at another match, so you can demo an MPA for yourself at Masterpiece Arms. They're going to have some demos around when they go traveling at matches and stuff, and they'll actually have some backup guns. I know some of their backup guns were used this week at nationals when somebody's gun went down. They came to me for one of my guns and said i said go talk to the masterpiece arms i think they got a gun as well in nine major so they're doing the same thing to support the shooting sports which i'm a hundred percent behind but if you don't um you know reach out to um travis directly and you want to shoot me an email thank you for all the emails i've been getting with all your questions just email me at info at hundredshdgold.com and until next time we'll see you on the range soon thanks travis <laughs>